Hello, and welcome to Kingwood United Methodist Church. Thank you for joining us today. Wherever you're listening from and whatever service you're listening to, we strongly believe because of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, there is always more life. So as you might have noticed, as Ryan said, there's a lot of red t-shirts in the room today. So it is UM Army Sunday. So I'm going to invite... going to invite Shahab Parva, who is camp director, up, and he's going to introduce, and go ahead, come on up, um, introduce. (laughs) Our speakers today and those who are going to share with us and the amazing things that happened this week at camp. Good morning, church. So if you had uh, a good night's sleep and something other than a cot, and didn't have someone waking you up at 6, a.m., 6, 7 o'clock in the morning when you wanted to sleep, how about a round of applause for that? <laughs> we, we, we had an incredible week. Uh, lots of work, uh, a number of challenges. And so if you ask the campers here afterwards, you'll, you'll hear some of those if you haven't already. But incredibly proud of the 90 campers that were there because they truly were the hands and feet of Christ uh, and served with love. So again, thank you. Uh, so hey, with the screens here, it was don't let anyone fool you. That was by design just to give you UM Army Weekend, kind of organized chaos, right? So <laughs> it was to give you, I have to come up here. I, no, I get to come up here and give you all a little summary of the camp, which is incredibly difficult, uh, incredibly it's an incredible privilege, too, but how do you summarize a week? Right? So this kind of helps get us started into trying to summarize that week, because during the week, it was the other adult leaders that would yell out, hey, you forgot this, or come on up. So not too much different. The, the team that was there kind of helped in uh, keep things on track. So trying to or, uh, give everyone a, an idea of camp, I'm going to try to go and do that in two ways. I'm going to give you a little bit of, of information, a little background, uh, and then after that, we have six people who are going to share from camp. And between those two, especially the, the share moments, I'm hoping you walk away here with uh, an idea of what UM Army is. Yeah, realizing that I've used this analogy before, if you've ever been a part of something really beautiful, been out in nature and taken a picture, captured a tender moment of love between two people uh, at a wedding or something, or at a party where there's fun, you look at the picture and you're like, yeah, that, it, how do you capture that, right, in a picture? And so you're getting a picture today, uh, but I'm encouraging you all, and you'll hear it again. You had to be there, and you should be there, and encouraging all of you, uh, think about that and pray about that, because you'll walk away here, hopefully, with an idea of how beautiful I need to go see it in person and be part of it in person. So with that, let me give you a little uh, insight into the camp. We had uh, 90 campers uh, from... So the UM Army, for those that may not know, I think everyone knows, that that stands for an acronym. The Y is for youth, uh, action, reach out, action youth. So it's a mission camp by our youth. There's a UM for United Methodist, but it's not just this. We're uh, just Kingwood United Methodist uh, campers okay, in this church. So I do want to acknowledge, I won't ask people to stand up or raise their hands, but this church supports us in an incredible way. Both, some of you had prayer bracelets, ways like that you support us, also financially, 
uh, support. And we had a number of campers that were there on, on scholarship because it cost money to put this camp on. So if you were part of that, I just applaud you. Okay, so. What you're going to hear today happened because of you saying yes to the ways that you support this camp. Okay, so um, we had 90 campers, not all from this community. We had it from the greater Kingwood community. We had three campers from Waco, Methodist Children's Home that we partner with. We had campers from outside this community, up in Porter and other parts uh, nearby us. And we also had uh, two campers from Pennsylvania who decide this would be fun to come down to South Texas and work outside in 112 degree <laughs> weather. Imagine that. So, uh, so we, that's a little bit of UM Army. So what, what happens while we're 90 campers away uh, for a week? Okay. Um, I think the best way to tell you is, uh, as I tell you what happened, there's an incredible amount of work that goes into planning this. And I'd love to name every single person besides camper. You guys would hate me because we'd be out here too. So I'm going to try to, at least through introducing the coordinators, the leaders that planned everything, also give you a flavor for what happens at camp. So one of the big aspects or parts of camp is worship. I'll start there just because Ryan was already up here and had a worship team with him. And uh, they prepare our hearts for worship, and they even indulge me because I asked for a, uh, a drum solo, and one morning we had a three-minute incredible drum solo that you guys have been part of. Uh, but uh, it was a great uh, experience to have them with us, and Ryan read, led that. Uh, Rick. Stand up. Go ahead, stand up and sit down. Rick Smith. Okay. Right. So Rick does a lot. You can sit down. I won't make you stand the whole way, the whole time. But Rick, we were in Lufkin. Hopefully everyone knew that. We were in Lufkin. So there's a lot of work that goes into getting sites. We work uh, during the week. I think we, we worked on some numbers, and Rick and I talk. It's not about the ramp. It, there's much more involved, but I, you do need to know some numbers. We had 16 sites, uh, I think 10 ramps, porch, steps, and I don't know, there is some linear board feed, I guess we could have uh, calculated with ramps, but really that's not important. What really is important is uh, when Rick does his pre-siting and going up, he meets with these clients. They're expecting more than a ramp, okay? They're expecting to be in a relationship with someone who's there to love them and be part of the hands and feet of Christ. And it starts with Rick going up there, and you, you all as a team did an incredible job of that. Our clients end up being kind of a, the continuum that I'd like to say is on one end we have a continuum that we have a client night, a community night that they come and they share and they bless us by telling us how much they love us and the work the team did. We have other clients that um, maybe are able to come out only one time during the week, maybe do a lunch Devo uh, and get to see them. And this year we had one of the other end of the continuum where we have a client that the times we saw them, the words they said to the team there weren't so uplifting, you know. But I want us to all know that the work we do, we don't always get to see all of it. Sometimes we see little pieces of it, but there's a huge ripple effect that goes on with the hearts of the campers, the community, the client, and even the site where there was a client that, you know, was, was a little challenging. At the end of the week, when Rick went up, when the site was completed, they told them what? A-plus job. So that might not mean a lot to you, but you campers know, especially the ones at the site, that's pretty incredible. Okay? So there is a bigger effect. So the lot goes into sites. Um, I appreciate Rick doing that. Uh, 
we have a tool trailer. There's a lot of work in organizing. Where's Paul Amos? Paul. So, if you ever spend any few minutes with Paul, you know that uh, not only is he, is he an incredible worker, but he imparts a lot of wisdom and mentor, mentorship to everyone at camp. And again, I say that, you know, Paul's humble, he probably wouldn't want me to say that, but I'm going to say that because I would, it's a way to encourage all of you to think about coming to camp because you have something to offer too. And I appreciate Paul uh, working in, through that. Um, I had a number of people tell me, and a couple of visitors we had, how smooth camp went. Like, it's like you guys just know what to do. It's a lot of this organized chaos, but where's Tracy, AKA Jill? There she is, Tracy. Okay. So there's a lot of pre-registration, a lot of things that happened during camp. Again, you had to be there to, to, to know it, one of those things. If I could take a picture of every moment where she was running around, keeping things, sometimes literally, literally running, other times figuratively keeping, keeping me on track. Um, I'd, I'd have a picture book that wouldn't fit any album I own. So, um, and incredible job in that. Okay. Um, all this gets enabled through, through kitchen. We serve our, our food there. Is Lisa here? Ah, there she is. Okay. Right. So she did a lot of pre-work. Uh, and I'm telling you, all we, we have some gourmet food there. Now, Lisa will say, I didn't, I didn't cook it all. And she doesn't. She has uh, some chefs. But an incredible amount of work to get it together. And here's the other thing. We talk about a servant's heart. If you're there, you would see it. Someone says, geez, I wish I had apricot jam. There it is the next morning. So um, an incredible servant's heart to say yes to whatever needs to be done to keep these campers fed so they can go work on the sites. Okay. Uh, where's Jody? <laughs> Good morning, Jody. <laughs> Jody Aiken. We, so safety in a perfect camp is you deliver popsicles and watermelon and you are incredibly loved and blessed because you never knew how delivering popsicles and watermelons could be so encouraging and enlightening, and you feel loved just doing that. And they did do that with a team. She had a team. Again, all, all these people had a team working for them. We had some camp challenges this year with some uh, injuries, COVID case. Um, but through it all, Jody, you led, and I appreciate your leadership and through all of that. Okay. Um, so we also have, uh, when, they're not, when our campers aren't working and aren't eating and aren't sleeping, they're having a lot of fun and learning about the Lord. Okay? And that just doesn't happen. You know, one night we had, so in the mornings, besides a drum solo, there are two people that come out and uh, this year happen to be in the inflatable pig suit and an alien and dance around and get people all energetic, which is not hard, which is not easy after all the work. So we have some, some fun in the mornings. Um, in the evening, we played Family Feud and had some, which, by the way, a train is not a vehicle, right? Okay, I'm just saying. So we, we have a lot of fun, but we also uh, have a lot of serious, I say serious, a lot of deep uh, worship experiences, including a prayer walk. So Jill, you? Now, 
again, there's a lot that go into that. There's a lot that go into that. And Jill probably the first to tell you, I didn't do all that. No, but I know the ton of work she did leading up, up to it with the help she had from some of our staff on the prayer walk and Jack from the photo. So there's a lot that goes into um, making God known and having that opportunity, which happens throughout camp and also having fun. So these guys at the end of the week, they come, a lot of them don't know if any, each other, adults and particularly our, our younger campers, students. But at the end of the week, it's incredible to see how they develop friendship. A lot of that goes, uh, of course, as a result of that. Right? And uh, lastly, I just want to acknowledge our uh, pastors, uh, Pastor Burt, Ron Britton, with some of you may not know, he is uh, from the Methodist Children's Home, and uh, Pastor Deneen, who is from Journey of Faith Church. Okay. Uh, the theme this week was connected, and it was, an, it was incredible to see all three pastors have different styles, and, but the message was united and actually, the message was unity and how we're connected. And again, you had to be there, but I promise if you would have been, you would have been impacted by the pre-worship stations, which is through with, uh, Jill and programs, and then the message that was actually given. So that, I think, goes through a lot of what actually happened in camp and some of the key leaders that were responsible. Normally, I'd ask, hey, any questions? But this isn't the format for that. So, all right, uh, with that, that gives you a little bit of insight into kind of the mechanics of what happened and how a day was. But it, I want to really have you walk away here with the idea of, you know, lives are changed, hearts are impacted. Things happen at camp that are hard to explain, but if you're there, you would see. And so with that, I want to, we have a, uh, a number of speakers that will try to give you, so Friday night, we have a share night, and our speakers speak, and it's, for me, it's pretty, uh, impactful, it's pretty powerful, it's, it's an intimate moment where our campers share sort of what the camp meant for them. So we pick a few of them to try to come up and give you that. It's harder, I think, because, again, this is a, a more a broader audience that wasn't there, but hopefully they'll, uh, through a little courage to come up here, we'll be able to, to give you an idea of that. So let me start with inviting um, two brothers, Connor, Austin, come on. We'll see how this goes. Last time I did this, I had like a cheat sheet of three questions on the back. So we'll see how much I remember. I know the first thing I talked about was the prayer walk, which is one of the times where I saw God the most. And it wasn't necessarily through the activities, although they were great, but it was an individual time where everyone kind of got their own chance to move along their faith. But the great thing was no one was sitting out. Everyone was taking it seriously, doing all the activities. No one was just on the side, like not really paying attention or making jokes about it. So that was one of the great things. Second, my client, Mr. Matthew, was telling us, he came and did our devotionals with us every day at lunch. And he was telling us about his life. And he had a rough 20, 30 years. And when he started, where he kind of got off to on the wrong path, got into party life, got into not something you want to be in. But he had a traumatic event happen where with work, he got injured. He was in the hospital for around four or five months. And when he came out, he said he started to get back into Christ since he had to put his faith into something. And from then on, he's been transformed. And he's told us about all of his wonderful experience now that he's involved in the Christ of faith. 
And throughout this week, there's been a lot of things that I've taken away and I want to implement, but Pastor Deneen was telling me about, or was telling the church about one of the programs at her church called Impact 365. And I think this one was the one that stood out to me most. What she was saying is, all you have to do is impact one person every day. It, it could be something small. It could be saying, hey, I like your shirt, or it could just be smiling at them when you see them walk by. But if you impact one person every day, by the end of the year, you'll have impacted 365 people in a positive way. And that was just crazy to think about me, to think, because if everyone did that, that's like if everyone in this room took part in that and impacted 365 people, that would be a lot of people that would change for the better. So that was the one thing that I'm going to try and implement into my life after church camp. Hello, so my name is Austin, and the reason I'm up here is because I made a deal with this guy that if he spoke, I spoke, and kind of had to do it. So I'm a perfectionist. I like to be perfect in all the things I do, whether that's fine arts, academics, or athletics. And uh, you can tell by my note card with notes that, you know, I just, I don't like to mess things up. Um, but that changed this week. And it started with the first day on our work site when we dug 16 post holes. And we thought we'd made so much progress. Then at night in our group meeting, we realized that we made the post holes six feet in the wrong place. So the next day we had to start all over again. Um, you know, we could have been sad about this, but the next morning we got in the car with my wonderful team, Melissa, Tony, Lalanga, and our fearless leader, Clay, who doesn't always remember my name, but that's okay. Um, and we, we sang all the way to the work site joyfully. And we just, we approached it with... Uh, God in our minds, you know, that we were going to get this thing done. And through minor setbacks throughout the week, we did. We got the thing done. Um, and throughout the building of the wheelchair ramp and the setbacks, I really felt God telling me that, you know, life's not perfect. Things are going to happen. Mistakes are going to be made. But we really just need to focus on the laughter, the love, the friendships that we make and that we already have. And most importantly, focus on the connection with God, because he will love us through our imperfections and flaws. And that's it. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks again for joining us for today's message. We will return to the sermon in a moment. But first, we would like to ask for you to rate, share, and subscribe to our podcast. We believe God is doing some amazing things here at KUMC, and your feedback helps our church to reach new listeners that we wouldn't otherwise be able to reach. Now, let's get back to the work. Melissa? Where's Melissa? Oh, there she is. Okay, so I'm, I was on Austin's team, um, what he was just talking about. Um, and yeah, we made a lot of mistakes and how to redo some things. Um, but we also um, didn't really have a client this week. Like a lot of people got to have the opportunity to talk to um, the people who they were helping um, throughout the week. But our client broke her hip the Friday before um, we went, and so she was in the hospital all week. Um, 
And it was kind of disappointing because um, we didn't really get to um, talk to her and see like that what we were doing was making an impact on her life. Um, her grandson was there, but we didn't really talk to him much and he didn't come out much. Um, and, you know, at the end of the week when you're finished and you're like looking at your ramp, it's always cool to like see the person come out and say thank you. Um, and so I was thinking about it and like we don't always get to um, get the praise from what God called us to do. Um, and so I guess um, God calls us to plant seeds in people's lives and um, we don't always get to get a thank you or see how that impacts um, people like throughout the rest of your li their lives. But you have to trust that God has it under control and that he's the one impacting people and that we don't always get to get a thank you or things like that. So. Thanks. Hopefully you'll, you'll kind of hear a theme as these students talk and that, um, God is at work, camp. Okay, uh, Jody and Maya. Okay, so I'm Maya. Um, the thing that I seen in God was when we did the um, the walk at the the prayer walk at the chatter. Chapter. chapter is when I went to the front and I knee down and I bent, bow down my head, close my eyes. I like visualize everything that I've been through in my life and that made me cry. And when Ms. Jody put her hand around me and prayed for me, that made me cry even more because I realized that I'm like, I was trying to like, something was trying to get to me, like show me a sign or something. So I'm like, kept working. But I also want to thank my teammates, even though I didn't talk to them much, besides only one person. She has very good energy. She always has a smile on her face. So I really want to thank her, because she always had a smile. So yeah. So um, one of the pet questions posed was, where did you see God? And I just all I can think of is just seeing in every single person at camp. Not a single person had to be there. Every single person chose to be there. And to see the work that was done from the kitchen to the tools to programs to everything, and then to be on the site with the kids and just see all of the work that we did. Um, so it, it was so evident there what God was doing. And I just told the kids just to remember what it feels like. Remember what it feels like to have your cup filled by serving others. Um, I think that our world tells us that the complete opposite. Our world tells us to fill yourself and take care of you instead of taking care of others. And if we can remember what it feels like to take care of others and how much that fills us, I think God created us that way. Um, and I, I always tell my kids when they leave for school, probably not as much the older kids, my two high schoolers, because they leave before I get up in the morning, but I've always told them to be Jesus to someone today. And I just think that that's such an important thing. Like Connor said, we heard about Impact 365. And if we can impact one person each day, what an amazing world that we would create. Um, but since I'm the only small group leader up here, I want my team to stand up. Cannon, Camden, oh my Addie, drawing a blank, and Jack and Maya. 
Um, Y'all were rock stars. I would take this group every year. Um, we, right here, uh, Shahab didn't mention it, but this, this ladder is all the sites that, that we finished. And this ladder sits unlit until you get to finish your site. So it's really cool as a team to get your light, to light your candle when you finish your site. So this is representation of all of the lives that we changed. And also shout out to Mr. Dean and Parker. You guys were awesome to work with. Thank you. One more. I apologize. My son, Jake. Um, I did want to say it is amazing to get to serve alongside your child. And I know there's a handful of parents that get to do that. And I would encourage parents to jump on board. It is really, really cool to get to serve Jesus together and see them serve so selflessly. Um, there's not a day that my kid would work for eight hours in the sun at my own house <laughs> when they have to. Um, but to get to see them choose to go do that and serve someone that they don't even know is really cool. Love you, bud. Um, so just a highlight before we have our last speaker, a few things that Joe reminded me of. Uh, yeah, so I forgot to mention about the, uh, the lights here, which was typical of camp too, because usually I'd forget and someone would say, oh, Shaha forgot to mention this. So uh, just to give you an insight of camp, that was one thing. I also forgot to mention earlier because I had a paper that someone gave me that I left over there and didn't bring up. But like camp, uh, Tracy was around to say, Shab, is this yours? Is this yours? Is this yours? And me go to find it. What I wanted to say is we had two moments. Um, we actually, you know, we don't do this to get recognition, but when the glory goes to God for what we do, it's kind of cool. We had a, uh, if you listen to the six o'clock news on KTRE, I think it was. Yeah, there was, uh, they came out with the news crew and filmed Blue Eye, which I won't do your cheer for you, but uh, your team chant, but they filmed Blue Eye, so they actually a, a news broadcast, and then there's a newspaper that, uh, that Jill brought me, so if you want to look at that, come see me after, after camp, uh, we'll talk about that. And the last thing, as Caden comes up, okay, it, so, um, <clears throat> You guys, I, I will say, to, to build a couple things on what Jody said, we had, I think, five Lawsons, two Boatwrights, uh, three Paynes. We had a lot of families. And uh, let, yeah, we had a couple Solis. I, I can't name them all. So we had families there. And we also came with people with a lot of people who didn't have families, but we left as a family. And you guys all inspire me, all of you. And my in particular, I would have never had the courage to go to a camp, a work camp, where, and it's not like a camp where you get to pal around with the one friend you have, if that's, you had one friend going. It's a camp where you're thrown over here with you know, three, four people you don't know, and it consumes most of your day, and sometimes even the evening. So you're not really going to hang around with your best friend. I would have never gone to a camp like that. But you guys step out, and you come, and you are present. That's one thing I'd ask Sunday, to just be present. And the way you did that is incredibly inspiring, and it leads to us also being a family. So uh, with that. Hello. My name's Caden. This is my third year in Army, and this year um, I was a college assistant on Red Team, and uh, we had three sites, three very, very challenging sites this year. Um, 
But Jello, he asked me a question yesterday. He said, what is um, one word that you can describe this UM Army? And uh, I chose adversity because we all went through adversity this week and we all um, had challenges. Uh, nothing really went to plan, at least with my day. Every day was a new challenge. Um, from stepping on nails to um, urgent care visits, um, heat. I think we picked the hottest week to go out and do work. Um, I just, I really saw God in all of us this week, all the kids, all the students, um, with all the challenges that we really did face. It was, it was great to see that we still got everything done and that we're here today. And all, all the clients were happy. Even the unhappy client was happy in the end. Um, and uh, with all that said, when Friday rolled around, I didn't think it could get any worse, but it did. And adversity, again, we just, we faced lots of adversity and with, with everything that happened, we, we, we finished and we're here today. And I'm, I'm just really excited that we got everything done. So, so I, I was looking at my watch and thinking I should apologize, but I'm really not sorry. This, uh, <laughs> there's a lot of things to say. We're, I'm trying to distill it down, but hopefully you heard just a little piece of some of a, a lot of what happened at camp. There's one more thing, Jill, right, we need to do for camp. You're... So uh, some campers come every year, regardless of the challenges that Caden said on a personal or a camp level, and um, they say yes every year, sometimes to two camps. And I wanna recognize them. All right, so we have a few campers with COVID. They weren't able to do the four-year camp, but if you did the camp for three years, you're getting a special recognition. Um, and we have Aiden Brubaker. <laughs> These are also our seniors, and we're hoping they'll come back as college assistants um, next year. Okay, we have Chase Aiken. I'm not sure if Seth made it in, Elkins. Okay, we'll save his. All right, Lauren Thomas. We have Cannon Wheatley. Melissa Wimberly. Okay, we have Lulinga. And we have Molly Gremlin. Okay. Hey, the one thing I want to say is it's not just that they served four years, which they did, or three years in this case, we didn't have a camp, the one because of COVID, but all of them, incredible leadership. Uh, we prayed about when we put teams together and put them in positions so they can lead their teams or help uh, do that. And so I just want to acknowledge, as you guys go off to college, uh, <laughs> thank you, Jack. Uh, take that leadership that you've learned with you and uh, just, Take that. So. Or Marine Corps. Or whatever you have planned. Thanks. Thank you, Vic. Uh, all right, thanks.
So as I always did in camp, I always have to ask, did I forget anything, leadership team? Great job, Thanks, Titus. You said it all? So as we kind of continue in worship during this time, um, our scripture for today was from Exodus, and it was the story of the Israelites have left Egypt, they're in the desert, and Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, comes to visit. And when he comes, he comes and notices that um, Moses is trying to handle everybody's problems, he's trying to do this all on his own, and so he speaks a lot of truth into Moses' life. But before he does that, as he arrives, there's several key things that happen, several really important things that, that happen. One, he listens to Moses, and he listens to Moses talk about the amazing things that God has already done. And he acknowledges and says, now I know that the Lord is greater than all the other gods. And then he brought a burnt offering and sacrifices to God, and then Jethro and Aaron and Moses all ate together in the presence of God. And then the next day was when Moses got up and Jethro realized how overwhelmed he was, how it was just not a situation that was sustainable. And so he spoke some wisdom and truth into Moses' life. And then from there, the amazing thing that happened, Moses listened, but then he was also able, basically, what Jethro was saying, you can't do this on your own. You've got to train other people to do this, to come alongside you and do this with you. And so that's what Moses did. He mentored those other people. So when we open ourselves up for a Jethro, when we open ourselves up for the opportunity to come into God's presence, to come together as a community that is guided by the Holy Spirit, when we do that, we provide this opportunity to allow someone to speak into our lives. But then the beautiful, beautiful thing is that then it enables us the opportunity to speak into someone else's life. And I love the idea of the 365 impact and the ability to, to speak into 365 lives throughout the year. But then there's also those amazing opportunities to form those relationships and to connect to connect through camps, to connect through church. Um, I can't remember, I think it was, I don't remember it was Shahab or Bert this morning who was talking about camp and the, that it isn't church, but it is church. <laughs> um, that it is different because you're there, you're there for a week and all of those things, but you're serving, but you're eating together, you're working together, you're serving, you're loving, you're worshiping together. Hearts and minds and lives are transformed, not just there, but outside of there. And that's what we are supposed to be as the church. Our hearts and minds and lives are supposed to be transformed, but we are most certainly supposed to take it out from there. To open up our hearts and minds to those opportunities where someone can speak into it, but then so that we can speak into someone else's lives so that their hearts and minds are, are transformed as well. So as we do that and we think about that, as we come together for communion, I think it's a beautiful way to end this service and end this week for all of all the people who have served throughout this week, because it's an open table. Everyone is invited to the table. Everyone is invited to experience God's love and grace. And through that, we are then able to take it out into the world and share it with those outside of these walls.